Welcome to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with me, Shelley Fischel of Tomorrow's VA and Joe Brianti of JLB Business Consulting. Each week we chat with amazing guest experts all aimed at helping you grow your VA business. So sit back, grab a cuppa and tune in for a fun-filled episode. Welcome listeners to this week's episode of Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants. And Joe and I are here today and we are recording today on the 14th of January. And, and this episode's going to go out later in um, sometime in February. So um, I've got my work cut out doing some editing over the next few days, Joe, <laughs> because we've, we've recorded, this will be the third episode we've recorded this week. Yes. And uh, I've got all of them to edit so that they're ready to go out. Yeah. And you, it, with the, the, the new website coming for you, um, then I can get all the new web pages and posts set up for them as well. So hopefully I can get all of that done for you next week. So it's a it's been a very busy time for you. Yeah, it's, it's very busy. I, I uh, uh, Some of the listeners may have seen that I've been promoting a couple of things recently. I'm promoting a new tip ebook, which you can go, if you go to the course directory, you can sign up for that there. Um, you'll see that there's uh, my top tips, get these eight Microsoft tips to save time. So I've been promoting that and people are getting the tips. I'm getting great feedback on the tips that are mm. in the book. I'm also in the process of, creating a new PowerPoint course, which will be the only PowerPoint course you ever need. And um, I, yeah, I'm, I've, I've started the recording and that's on my plan to get back to that next week. Um, today, this week's been quite busy with lots of other stuff, but I'm also promoting a sign up form to get on the waiting list for that because the more people on the waiting list, the more enthusiastic I get about getting stuck in and getting creating it because <laughs> then I know people want it. Uh, and that's one of the things about marketing um, is about testing ideas uh, and, and making sure that you're creating stuff that people want because otherwise I could spend days and days creating this course and they are very involved uh, and then nobody, nobody wants it at the end, which is a bit sad. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Sad. Yeah. It, it, it's tricky, isn't it? Because you want to give, but you don't want to be giving or, or developing or, or delivering stuff if your target market or even people in general just don't want it. So, you know, without some understanding, you can spend an awful lot of time doing stuff that yeah, yeah, you get I've, for or it's not needed. Yeah. Now I've had a few people say, oh, I can't wait for this course. So yeah, that spurred me on and Good. that's going to go in my calendar. And I uh, also had a really um, interesting conversation yesterday with my online publishers, BookBoon. And uh, as you know, I published my Microsoft Teams book, which went uh, went live literally two days before Christmas. And their, their reporting is to the end of the year. So she, I asked her how many copies had been downloaded or sold or whatever they call it because I have no control over that um, and she said in the two days of that reporting period because she only had two days data 267 copies had already been downloaded which is she said incredible for a book that literally had just come out so I'm very excited and today they're going to give me all the download figures for all my books and um, so you'll be seeing some interest some you know some stuff I'm going to be putting out over the next few days about how many of my Excel Word PowerPoint Outlook and Teams books have been downloaded and it's in the hundreds of thousands it's quite quite 
humbling actually that people like my books. Yeah. Well, I, I had um, your business barista and that was a really, really good on the shelf book that I dip into now and again when I can't remember something on an exam. Oh, that's that's very kind of you to say. And I wasn't expecting you to say that. So let's move on to what have you been up to since okay. we last chatted? We only chatted two days ago. So have you been really busy in the interim? Yeah, um, I have been finishing off um, a couple of GDPR audits, tying up the loose ends on those. Um, I went to a webinar on um, data flows between the EU and um, the UK post-Brexit last night with the wonderful Annabelle Kay. Um, and she has a way of making a very dry topic very fun. So that was good. And I'm still homeschooling, Shelley. So, you know, we've had a couple of dramas around the homeschooling. Um, so yeah, things are ticking along, you know. Yeah, I think in the current situation, that's 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 quite good. When yeah. you know, if you can say, okay, things are ticking along, um, yeah. that I think that's a win actually yes. at the moment. I really do. And yeah. uh, one of the exciting things that happened for me and my husband yesterday was we had our second vaccination. So we are now fully vaccinated. <laughs> against COVID, um, but we still have to wait a week. You have to wait seven days after the second jab for it to be fully in your system. So the, the antibodies develop up to seven days after the second jab. So it says on all the information we've been given. Um, so that's quite exciting. And then we're gonna get a green passport. Um, it'll come in the post in a week or so. And that hopefully will allow us if and as and when we can travel, because at the moment you can't go anywhere anyway, because there's yeah. no flights. Um, if we could travel, it means that when we got home, we wouldn't need to quarantine. Yeah. And um, that that's going to be a big thing. So um, but you, you still need to do social distancing, yeah. wear masks and all yeah. the rest of it. Potentially, with, with the changes that we've got going on here, they're talking about not allowing people into Britain through airports without evidence that they've, that they've had a COVID test, yeah. ne uh, sorry, a negative COVID test. So possibly because you've been vaccinated and you have your green card, that might open up the door to come here once travel is... Yeah, we're, we're, we're very much hoping. And the, the, the truth is the minute they say that we can go we will be booking <laughs> no matter what <laughs> we need to see our kids so i, I think the um i think post covid the travel industry will go through a, a bit of a boom yeah. because everybody who's been locked up will be wanting to book something even if it's a long weekend somewhere yeah warm yeah. and yeah for a change yeah. of scene yeah yeah yeah, I, I think I think that's going to get really busy come the summer, because I think by the summer, enough people will have been vaccinated in different places for them to start considering, you know, what the different rules are. But we're just going to have to see because the rates have been going up here, yeah. like in the UK, Yeah. Um, even though everybody here does wear masks. Well, majority of people do, not everybody. I have been yeah. out for a walk and seen people you know, just wandering around, no masks and, you know, groups of people. And, and that's yeah. where the problems are. Those are yeah. the people that are contributing to the spread. Yeah. So the people that go out and they're always wearing masks and washing their hands and keeping social distancing, that all helps. But 
We have got two amazing guests that we're going to be interviewing today. And I'm just going to talk about the first one. We're going to be interviewing the marvelous Daniel Skirmer. He is a real scream. He's a lovely guy. And he runs the Birmingham PA Network, amongst other things. And I'm going to let him tell you all about his background, because Joe and I have been listening in and, and finding out all about him. And he's got a really interesting story. Welcome back, listeners. Um, Joe and I had our little chat and we now got the wonderful Daniel Skirmer in the room. And Daniel is quite an amazing guy. He's got a really interesting story, but I'm not going to tell it. I'm going to ask Daniel to introduce himself, tell you what he currently does. Um, all I'll tell you is that he runs the BA, Birmingham PA Forum. And I had the privilege of speaking at the forum uh, about Excel, actually, just before Christmas. And that, that went down really well. And it was a great experience. So I'm just going to hand over to Daniel for him to introduce himself. And then I think Joe may have a couple of questions. <laughs> Oh, hi, well, thank you so much for having me, Shelley and Joe. It's a pleasure to be with you this morning. Um, yeah, so my name's Daniel Skirmer. For those of you that don't know me, I um, set up the PA Forum four years ago um, whilst working in a full-time job. And, um, and I'm just really excited how we've grown so much over the years. And I don't think I ever anticipated where we would be today and the interest and and the, the drive and passion of the community has just been outstanding so thanks for having me this morning oh no it's a real pleasure it's a real pleasure I really enjoyed working with you before and I I thought you'd be a brilliant person to have on the podcast because um, our audience are all VAs PAs and EAs we, we're now getting out to a much wider audience than when we started back last May and and it's just really interesting to hear people's background stories and what they offer um, because one of the things I want VAs, PAs, EAs, anybody really that listens to know is that there are lots of different ways you can, lots of different services you can offer, lots of different ways to grow your business. Uh, and I want to help people. That's what I want to do. I want to help people with growing their business. That's why I train them how to use Microsoft Office. But it's a much wider thing than that, growing your business. It's not just being knowledgeable in one area. There's so many different things. So tell us how you got to a position where you thought about running Birmingham PA Forum. Yeah, well, um, I worked abroad for many, many years. My passion is travel, always has been. So this has been a particularly really difficult time for me, not being able to go anywhere, as I'm sure we're all having our, our daily challenges. Um, and I, I've been working away for seven years and I had a really successful career with Thomas Cook. I was working, um, looking after the West Coast of Turkey. I had a lot of different reps from seven different nationalities all working with me and trying to bring that culture together was a bit of a culture shock for me um <laughs> and um also learning about all those different cultures and um you know the different ways that people learn the different ways that they talk to each other you know the French for example you know if you're in the room with a with, with a lot of our French reps they wouldn't have necessarily the same kind of um I would say um consideration for the length of a meeting as the UK reps would be you know they're quite happy to sit and have a chat to each other for two hours but the French want to know where do I need to be what do I need to do and mm -hmm. how do I need to learn that and how do I go away and that was really great for me to be able to learn all about those different cultures mm. but coming back to the UK was really challenging for me because a lot of employers looked at me as kind of you know I was down 
in the bars having a drink every night and you know what could I really add to their businesses so it was tough I was on job seekers allowance for nine months I went to loads of different businesses had 26 different interviews at different hotels I you know was applying for sales manager positions but I really wanted to go for a receptionist I was like you know I'm happy to start all over again um and then when I I got took a a chance at a, a brand new hotel that was open in Birmingham and I needed to get out there and start talking to people, which is what I love doing. I was always that person that annoyed you on your sunbed. In, <laughs> um, so talking to people for me is brilliant. Absolutely love it. I can go up to anyone in the street and have a chat with them. Um, so going to all these different businesses in Birmingham and, and discovering, you know, um, that the PAs were just the, the heartbeat of the community. You know, every time you walked into a business, it was, let me get one of the PAs for you. And they'd come down the stairs and they'd sit and have time to talk to you, get a coffee and just learning about what they need and what they wanted and how busy they were. And um, it was, I just found it really insightful. I thought this is a fantastic community that I would love to be part of. Um, and so we, we, um, we all got together, a couple of people that I'd met out and about on my on my circuit, and we had a bit of a laugh and joke about it. You know, we said, oh, you know, what have what why don't we just create something called the Birmingham PA Forum? And it, you know, admittedly it was over a couple of glasses of something bubbly and <laughs> afternoon tea. Um, and then the next day I kind of thought about it. I thought, actually there's not really anything in Birmingham that kind of offers this. So I did a lot of research. I spoke to um, some networks in Manchester and London um, who we, we continue to look upon, you know, um, to kind of shape and mould what we do because we're still relatively young. Um, and yeah, we decided to create the, the Birmingham PA Forum and it's been a fantastic roller coaster of a ride ever since then really. That's amazing. I love the the drive and the the tenaciousness of uh, not having a job, come, landing back in the UK, not having it and going out and getting it. So many people would just sit on their backside for want of a better description and cry into their gin and tonic or whatever uh, and not do anything about it and say woe is me but you actually did something and I think that's laudable really do. I have to say I, I was I was reading um and, and listening to um an interview that Daniel had done with Lucy Brazier and he talks about in that profile it talks about how he went on holiday to Turkey his first ever Turkish holiday and never went home again and, and, yeah. <laughs> and, and I remember reading in this you actually got them to take your suitcases off the plane because you made a decision that you were going to start something in Turkey. Um, yeah, I got into a lot of trouble for that, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, um... I, I think that was the, the kind of reading that and then hearing what you're saying about being unemployed, it really does show your drive because you had nothing to go to, a, a few quid in your pocket, essentially, yeah. and just took that chance. And I think that's amazing. amazing. Yeah, yeah. I had, I had a chat with, I was talking to my mum the other day and I spoke about it and she said to me, she said, she said, I don't, she said, I, I really struggle sometimes to see how you're feeling underneath in all of this, because she said, you know, uh, you, you always seem to be quite positive. And I'm worried that sometimes positive people can feel, and yeah. I, I am human, obviously, I, you know, that I do have those days, but I said to her, I said, you've got to understand, mom, I said that that was like, 
doing that in my life was a massive thing to do. I had nowhere to stay. I had yeah. no money. I had exactly. nowhere to go. And I, I went through some really significant challenges trying to find a job. And um, I managed to do it and I managed to make it work. What, what I think my dad always said to me, you know, you'll be home within two days and I'll never forget that. <laughs> and you're thinking, no, I won't. <laughs> yeah, and I think, that, and I said to him, stop saying that because you're going to make me want to stay out here even longer. And so, <laughs> you know, I did and it was the best. I, I learned so much yeah. from that. I was thrust into independence kind of at the age of 17. And it was a time of my life that just, I think it really laid, massive foundations for me about you know my my values my qualities what I think you know about how to help and support people as they helped and supported me and that's something that I will never forget yeah 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 I, I that resonates with me um listeners you don't know my backstory and I'm not going to go into it now but I came to live in Israel when I was 11 um and I was here for seven years with my family and then they went back to the UK so then I was on my own but here in Israel everybody does national service and I was due to go into the army in the November of 1970. See, that ages me. And, uh, or October, no, October 1970. That's right, I went in October 1970 and did my two years army service as a lone soldier, which is extremely challenging because you have no family to go home to at the weekend and, and no support. And, you know, I cleaned toilets, um, I cleaned flats, one evening a week for a couple, because what you got as a, an army salary as a lone soldier with no other support wasn't really enough to, to live on. And I think when you go through something like that, it has a great formative um, quality to it and it makes you very driven to succeed. And people say to me, Shelley, you know, you're, I'm gonna be 62 next week. You don't need to be doing all you're doing. You know, your husband's an accountant, you have a nice apartment in Israel, you, got to see if you why are you still working uh, and I have this drive that I just I apart from the fact that I really enjoy what I do which is a big driver but I, I can't stop and I, I think you're similar yeah I think you know one of the I mean, that is amazing, Shelley. I mean, I can't imagine doing that. You know, I never had to do national service. And in Turkey, they do a lot of national yeah. service as well. And I used to see a lot of my friends going into the army absolutely petrified. Yeah. Um, but, you know, working with Thomas Cook, there was some real big, you know, challenges. We went through things like the bin bombs in Egypt. We had earthquakes in Turkey. And it just puts life into perspective, I think, for yeah. me. Yeah. And when I came back to the UK, I mean, given the situation at we're in at the you know at the moment, my piece of advice to people is: when I found it really challenging to find a job, I was still getting up and I was still being at my desk at nine o'clock in the morning, and I was still there till five o'clock, combing through the internet, applying for things, ringing people I knew, calling in some favours, you know, researching on the internet, doing anything I possibly could. I know it's really difficult at the moment to get that mojo going and get yeah. that out of bed kind of feeling but you know I would always apply that if I was ever in the position I was made redundant in September and I would still apply that that kind of philosophy now because you've got to be out there you've got to be in it to, to win it kind of thing and yeah. you're going to do that if you've got the can kind of really pull on your contacts to motivate you and push that drive through to try and succeed I think that is a top tip, Daniel. That is yeah. really good advice. In fact, yeah. I was talking the day before yesterday, a friend of mine has moved to Israel 
six or seven months ago, right in the middle of the pandemic. And uh, she had a job um, and she had a partner and both of those things have fallen by the wayside in the meantime, she's moved to another city and she's looking for work. And one of the things she said to me is I have to work. And she said, I'm at my, you know, at my laptop eight o'clock in the morning and I'll sit there all day and talking to people and putting out cries for help. And I said, well, I've got no doubt on it. You will have a job or you will mm. have, she wants to be a virtual assistant funnily enough. So I said, I gave her some con- connections and I said, you're going to be fine. You're going to be, cause that mentality will yeah. help, will help. That's great. So, so Daniel, tell us a bit about what you do now. So you were made redundant in September. Do you just do the Birmingham PA forum? You must have something else because you said that was voluntary. Yeah, so um, the PA Forum is a, a, we are a membership organisation, but we're a non-paid membership organisation. So we do work with partners who support our two large events, the West Midlands PA Awards and um, our Learning and Development Conference, which allows us to generate money to be able to pay our speakers and also to be able to um, put together all of the content, etc. that we need to deliver those. Um, So... Obviously, I don't really have any kind of income from that, no. um, but I set up a, a, my business development consultancy. I had them um, when I was on furlough for a significant amount of time from March till kind of end of August, September. I thought to myself, I need to invest in me. So I have got a, one of my friends who I've known for years is a business coach. She sat with me and she said, why are you not doing this? Why are you not working for yourself? Um, And it's petrified me. The thought of working for myself (laughs) petrifies me because I'm very much a people person. I love to be around people, the buzz of the office, you know, and I was like, oh, I don't know whether I can do this. And she just said, look, you know, you've got the connections, you've got the contacts. People really, you know, they buy into what you're doing. They they like you to to have the confidence to go out there and go and help and support them. And I've had the privilege of working with five different businesses, some virtual, some, you know, face to face in helping support the hospitality industry and helping them keep, you know, those Mm. businesses to try and keep going and grow and thrive during this time and using all of the years experience that I've had working in hospitality to push that back into the sector and try and help and support them but that's only given me the drive and passion then to continue to grow the forum Um, and I've also did a training qualification so I'm a a qualified trainer now in um, um, in business referrals so it's helping people to grow that community of people and really understand the network that they have around them and how they can pull on that network to try and help them grow their business and hire them to do what they want to do and and vice versa oh that's fantastic that's fantastic so just think um so my i suppose i want to go back to the pa forum for a second uh the birmingham pa forum can any pa join it or is it really restricted to just people in birmingham because it's called the birmingham pa forum yeah, so we, we started off as Birmingham PA Forum initially, and then um, we very quickly realised, um, as, as the community was growing so quickly within Birmingham, it's very easy in Birmingham to do face-to-face events mm. because people could yeah. come out of their office for a lunch and learn for an hour and, and a half. We'd have a 45-minute speaker, some lunch and some networking, which was lovely, evening events. But then a lot of the PAs that live in the city live in the, in, in the outer region, so... We started Coventry and Warwickshire PA Forum um, and we were doing face-to-face there. 
then obviously when covid happened <laughs> we had to bring everything online and it's just really i mean i i do see it as a blessing because i in 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 the respect of how it's opened up our network because yeah. Um, we work with now we've uh, you know when when we get speakers like you Shelley who kind of you know give their time to us to support us it also means that other people in other areas have access to what we do we will always be a regional network you know we don't yeah. have any intention of going kind of you know national or international <laughs> or anything like that but that's not to say that we won't we welcome everybody you know from from mm. anywhere because we'd yeah. love to be able to share our content um with with them as well so i think it's been an absolute blessing we had double the people come to our learning and development conference because it was online yeah. um as opposed to face to face and we also had you know very similar number of people that came to watch our west midlands pa awards um even though in because it those people that might not have been have been able to come before yeah. because it's expensive for a dinner and a drinks and a massive, you know, gala event. It opened up a massive world for people to come online and think, oh, I wonder what this is about. Maybe I might be interested in this next year. Yeah, I think I think that's true. I'm, I'm certainly seeing that, that certainly for me, having moved over here um, in October 2019, um, a lot of the networks that I would have attended because they have, you know, other trainers yeah. with them and and just general networks that I used to be a member of. I can't go to any events anymore. I, I have to find ones here. And my my audience are still in the UK and Europe. So it's it's you know it's a very small pool here for, for training. And training isn't regarded in, in Israel in the same way. People are much more get on with it and do it, learn it yourself mentality rather than let's bring in a trainer so it's a different mentality a completely different culture and um so, so i found it invaluable being able to attend things like the uh, the, the lunch and learn that i did for you and execsec global which i did for lucy and some of the other events that i've done um and the networking events that i can now attend because they're online i think Ab it's brilliant yeah absolutely and i think you know, uh, my dream is I I want to go and live in Gran Canaria in two years' time. That's my ultimate goal. I really want to get there. But now I can do every aspect of my business online. And whilst I'd never want to lose that kind of, you know, that that face to face element, I, I you know, that's always really precious. But it's it's actually proved to us no, we can actually do this from anywhere in the world. Yeah, which is yeah. amazing. Yeah, Joe, have you got any other questions? I, I am fascinated by your journey. It, it's it, it's just absolutely flabbergasting. Um, tell everybody where you started. Yes, because so I, I think it's amazing where you kind of started yeah. to where you are now. It's a it's an amazing journey. Well, my dad, my dad owns um, my dad owns a taxi company, so he yeah. always you know I was working in his office. Um, when I was 14, there was people sat at the desk smoking, drinking Jack Daniels and Coke on a Saturday night. And yeah. I was there answering the phone. Yeah. You know, and he always wanted, I think he always wanted me to take on his kind of legacy. Mm. But it just wasn't really something I was interested in, unfortunately. Um, although I support him massively. So, you know, that's where the journey started. And I went overseas to Turkey. Yeah. And um yeah, as I say, I, I I got my suitcase off the plane. Um, I went back to Marmaris and 
and it was the middle of the night because it's mostly night flights in Turkey. So I was there in the middle of the night, had nowhere to go. And there was this little restaurant called Domino's that I used to go to every night. And I knew there was no like security there in the evening. So I slept on my suitcase during the evening and got booted out in the morning and just carried on going around the resort. It was the middle of the summer. So um, it was really busy and all yeah. the travel agents just had, you know, no vacancies at all. I was going here, there and everywhere. And eventually I, I, I fell upon this kind of sign on a door that said looking Fantasia, um, British run organization, looking for male singers. And so <laughs> people, those people that know me, if my, my, my karaoke go-to song is Barbie Girl. So it's not exactly, you know, I, I don't have the best voice. Um, and, you know, I went, I just literally broke down and said, can you help me? I really need some help. They took me in, um, took me home. She had this really lavish house, this really big house with a lovely Turkish family. And I was there, she let me stay overnight. And then she said, what, why are you here? What are you doing? I said, I really want to stay here. And so I did some cleaning for her, cooking the dinner, looking after the, the kids. And she saw me dance in the kitchen one day. And I used to go to dance lessons all the time um, when I was a kid, I loved it. Um, and she said, why don't you come into our shows? You know, show us what you can do. So I did a couple of routines for her, showed her kind of what I could do. She also loved my personality. So I was hosting things like uh, costume karaoke nights, um, bingos, uh, and then we were doing three shows a week, which was fantastic. I absolutely loved it. Came back to the UK after the company unfortunately closed down after three years. And then I started as a receptionist in the hotel I was a same-sex wedding coordinator, which didn't quite work out. Um, um, then I was a, a wedding coordinator. I planned 296 weddings oh, in wow. my, wow. Um, over three years. Um, and then I went away to Thomas Cook uh, for, to work for Thomas Cook, and I was very lucky to work in Egypt. Shelley, I visited Israel when I was in Egypt. <laughs> yeah. um, took the bus, which took a long time to get there, but it was yeah. great. Um, so I, I've worked in Egypt, Tunisia, um, Turkey, Gran Canaria, Cyprus, Portugal, Tenerife, and wow. worked in some lovely countries. And then came back to sunny Birmingham with my suitcase, <laughs> and I. You know, I, I came back when I was 30. I unpacked this suitcase and it just had clothes in it. I had nothing. I didn't own anything. I had no car, no TV, no, I didn't have anything. So um, I had to move back in with mom and, and that's when my job search began, really. So yeah, yeah it's been a really exciting. So, really so what's, what's next, Daniel? You know, you set up this consultancy. Who are you going to work with and where, where do you see your personal career going and how does sort of like the West Midlands PA forum fit in with that as your next step for world domination? <laughs> well, I, I, I love the, the consultancy and I think that will always be there. But actually, I, I've found that my true passion really is working with this community because I love the hospitality community so much. They'll all, they're like family to me, but the same with the PA community and so what we do we've developed so many different initiatives for 2021 we've um, just signed a deal with a, a company called My Healthy Employee to offer 12 well-being health and well-being seminars throughout the year which will be um, for 
you know, PA forum um, to enjoy. We've got um, our career growth hub starting with um, a really well-known recruitment company in the UK with Katie Bard, part of the Angela Mortimer group. Each month they'll be hosting um, 20 minute appointments with some of our members to be able to help guide them, whether that be through um, career aspirations within their own organization, how they can get there, and also the career growth into particularly other roles, maybe more senior roles, um, more experience or working in a completely different sector. Um, we've got uh, motivational, inspirational, educational speakers, which we've confirmed now through March. Uh, we're looking forward to welcoming Shelley back to our conference this year. I have got I have got to release the date, but uh, <laughs> we'd love to be able to work with um, Shelley again. So that will be in September, late September um, this year. And uh, we will be cracking on and going forward again with the West Midlands PA Awards, as we always have done. I think it's really important that we recognise yeah. the fantastic work that people did over 2020. It was an incredibly tough year. And I really do hope that businesses will get behind their, their colleagues in nominating them to go forward to be recognised for some fantastic work that they've done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so Daniel, do many VAs belong to the Birmingham PA Forum? Because obviously we are tomorrow's VA. We're virtually amazing, which is virtual assistance, although we are thankfully yeah. getting in front of a much wider audience. Um, so, so well, yeah. This yeah. is really interesting, actually, because what we found was over when we were doing our conferences, we found that some people were saying that um, obviously the virtual assistant community is huge. There's loads of people that are, are either interested in being becoming a virtual assistant yeah. at, or just starting out the journey as a virtual assistant or very experienced in their role and been doing it for many years. So we did actually set up our VA forum with last year. So oh, wow. um, four VAs, all very different, um, all, you know, some work in very different industries, have different experience levels came together and I said, can we form the VA forum so that we can put on um, events that are specific to VAs as business owners and CEOs of their company? Because some of the educational content that, like for example, what, what you deliver, Shelley, is really great because that's educational and it helps all of the community. Yeah. But sometimes um, when you're, at, say, for example, at a PA conference, you might want to have something that's more around the 360 degree focus of your business and how you manage your time, <clears throat> how you recruit new clients, because working as a VA, doing the job that your clients need you to do and support them with, being effectively a business partner for them and trying to market your business create a new pipeline of clients who have all the accounting in place, do all your own invoicing is just a lot to do. And I've, I've learned that. Setting up <laughs> um, so yeah, we, we, we do four events a year purely focused for the VA forum. Mm. And that actually encouraged us to think more about our content that we're doing to aim, for example, at our conference to make sure that we have a really nice, even flow of sessions yeah. that appeal to, to everyone to everybody 100 percent. so that's really we, great our yeah. next session is on the 28th of january and we'll be doing it it's all it's about creatives so it's how to be um you know we're working with um vas that specialize in canva facebook social media wordpress etc to try and help them uh, you know share their ideas with the VA community on how they can if they don't feel that that might be their strength 
mm-hmm. how they can get involved in that and and kind of where to pinpoint locations for them to be able to grow those skills yeah that's really interesting because originally you approached me to speak about canva at the conference last year and yeah. canva is not my i mean i use it and i do know it but it's yeah. not something that I train or I'm confident putting a learning session together since then we have had uh, we have a VA who is a creative uh, and she's just launched a Canva boot camp it's going live next week Monday the 11th Stephanie Weum you might want to look her up Um, but and that starts next um, yeah I think it starts next week Yes. yes, next week. Uh, anyway, um, but what I wanted to say, Daniel, was if you share with us any details that you'd like us to publicize, if you want to get, you know, we can put that on the web page that goes with the episode mm-hmm. so that we can get the message out to more VAs that there is another VA forum and that people can join uh, and the benefits of it. So if you send me that over afterwards, we'll make sure yeah, that our listeners yeah. have access to a brilliant resource. Mm-hmm. And, they thank, and I just want to say, Shelley, the feedback that we had you know from your session that you delivered with us on excel was exceptional um absolutely amazing i'm really looking forward to talking to you offline because i wanted to kind of um put together a bit of a plan this year of how we can you know support with more sessions and i know everybody afterwards like i can't believe i've missed it i need to catch the bullet how do i and i was like you know you've got to be you've got to be there to hear all of shelly's wisdom so they they um, could actually that i have got that session um, the meat and potatoes of that session is a mini course on my website so people Fantastic. can go and get that if they if they miss the live one um but I think I think we've nattered for I although I think I could go on nattering with you yes. for ages <laughs> we could just chat all day couldn't yeah. we all day all day it's all fascinating day. but we have to think of our listeners they may not have all day to listen to us absolutely <laughs> so, thank you an absolute pleasure yeah thank you. Thank you so much for coming. And I'm going to, I, I, you've really made me feel really inspired today, Daniel. That's just yes. fantastic. Oh, thank yeah. you. Thanks so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Welcome back, listeners. Joe, wasn't that a phenomenal interview with Daniel? I think that's going to um, rank amongst my favourites at the moment. Yeah. He's a, he's a truly inspirational guy. I mean, how many other people do you know demand to have their suitcases taken off a plane because they've changed their mind and they've decided that that's where they're going to spend the you know certain portion of their life yeah um but i also think he 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 talked you know some of the lessons he shared with us about tenacity and about um how yes it's a really difficult time for all of us right now um but just keep going don't give up and and i thought that was a really inspirational message that we can all learn from he was oozing enthusiasm and positivity we all need a dose of that right now yeah absolutely and you can see why he is so popular and why people gravitate towards him and want to work yeah. with him so i think that's phenomenal and and the tenacity and the consistency is actually something i wanted to mention as well because one of the big things you know um so i saw a post by one of my trainer friends this morning which kind of i thought about it and she said you know i'm an lnd person i develop training i do this that, and the other um but actually that's only a very small part of my time my time is mainly spent marketing discuss basically and the truth is that is absolutely true your job is not what you do your job is telling people what you do so that you can do more of your job isn't yeah. it yeah and and 
you know, Rome, the, the first time I created an online training portal, I did it back in 2011-12. So I'm way ahead of the game. And yeah. the mistake I made was creating all the content and then expecting people to find it without actually doing any marketing. Yeah. And I think one of the things that we all struggle with marketing-wise is this imposter syndrome that creeps up and says, why should I be out there shouting about my wares? People are going to get fed up with me. People yeah. are not going to want to hear from me. People on my mailing list are going to be fed up if I email them three times a week. And the truth is, if your message is good and if the content that you share is valuable, people don't get fed up with you. And, yeah. and people are only going to buy or sign up for your service when yeah. they are in need of your service because yeah. they have a problem to solve and you are the solution. Yeah. Uh, and when they're, when they're absolutely ready for it. And, and our job from a, I mean, I'm a trainer, you're a VA, but our job is to keep ourselves front of mind so that when that problem that they need to solve rears its head, we're the first person they think of to solve that problem. Yeah. And it's, it's, I mean, I've struggled immensely with this over the years uh, and uh, 2021 listeners is going to be the year that I bombard you with messages yeah uh, not over the top because I don't like that as much as anybody else but it's taken me many many years to kind of realize that you really do have to let people know who you are what you stand for what you do how you help them because yeah. otherwise they don't know so why would they buy from you if they yeah. if they don't know yeah. What are your thoughts on that, Joe? It, I have to totally agree, and I'm not, I'm not as much of a, a sort of active social media type person. I have a very love-hate relationship, <laughs> and don't get me started on Canva, which well, is we'll, we'll gloss over that. We talked about but, that enough. <laughs> but what I love is networking. And, and that is how, for me, I feel more comfortable to promote my business. And the, the kind of the reason why I mentioned about the social media and the caliber is because not every approach will feel comfortable for every individual. Absolutely. And so while I dabble a bit in social media and I dabble a bit in this and I dabble a bit in that, my core focus is networking and I attend something along the lines of four or five networking events or learning events where networking is possible mm. every single week. I also follow that up with one-to-ones. And for me, that is not always generating business. I don't go into a one-to-one -one or a networking appointment or session thinking I'm gonna come away with business. I have come away with business from networking. And I think we've talked about this before a, a few times, yeah. but it really is about being prepared to give in a networking environment um, and build that relationship because that will recoup its investment many times over later down the track. Yeah. And that's what I find. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with you. And I think that, when I talk about marketing, networking is yeah. one part of that. That's and, and we all have to find the, the thing that works best for yes. us. And, you know, for me, I, I also enjoy networking at the moment. I'm not doing a lot of it, but I am going to up that a bit. But, you know, it's what you enjoy, what you can mm -hmm. do, what you can commit to. But the, the point I wanted to come back to is it's being constant. 
yes. that tenacity that Daniel displayed and that constant yes. of yeah. showing up all the time, whether that's sitting at your laptop and answering and applying and just throwing stuff out to all the opportunities that you see, uh, whether that is, uh, as Jennifer Corcoran said way back when in May last year, yeah. you know, connecting one-to-one with your LinkedIn connections and sending them yeah. a personal message, but offering value. And I yeah. think that's it. As long as we are consistently marketing and consistently offering value, aka helping, then um, obviously not giving away the kitchen sink, because then yeah. why would they buy what you're offering if they got it for free completely? But I think if we keep showing up consistently, your name becomes out, gets out there. You're the one somebody remembers when somebody says, oh, I need a VA who knows about active campaign or GDPR. I can say, well, you need to talk to Joe or yeah. somebody else. And I can give them two or three names yeah. so that they can choose from. And I never recommend just one person. I always recommend two or three people because yeah. that way the per we don't all fit everybody we've had this conversation yeah. before yeah and uh, it's absolutely true yeah absolutely true yeah so I will always recommend two or three VAs if somebody asks me and then you it's up to the VA to follow up with the client and it's up to the client to follow up with the VA have yeah. that networking conversation and yeah. see if they gonna get on with each other because we don't all get on with everybody life yeah. would be very dull if we did yeah yeah but I absolutely agree and it's it there is a consistency and you know it it, it's finding your route and and that's very much what Daniel has said you know in terms of his journey and you know he doesn't come as he said from a PA background yet he's fit really found that that's his groove and he really understands that market and and I think that was really what another one of the key things he said was about understanding your market and then look at how you support those and that came across very clearly yeah um in that as well I think yeah yeah it's that no like and trust that we've talked about before and and I think is the foundation of anything that we do people need to know about you they need to get to like you and ultimately they have to trust you Uh, Because otherwise, you know, as a VA, you might be dealing with confidential stuff. They have to trust that you are the right person to deal with that. You know, if you're in somebody's inbox, for example, I know you don't do that sort of thing, but if you were, you know, there could be, you know, personal stuff that or or things that are on the boil that people don't want to talk about. So, uh, yeah, I think um, I I think consistency, tenacity, sticking to it, keep on at it. And it's something that all of our experts have said, isn't it? Every single yeah. one of them has, has said that in some shape or form. Yeah, yeah, and 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 it it's the, it's the it's the ability to. There's a different mindset, I think, as a business owner, and the tenacity is something that really and and the drive to just keep going on the most difficult of days. Yeah, and that is often what will make it make or break it in, in 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 some respects you know yes we're, we're all sort of subject to a little bit of luck here and there but as, as a business owner you've probably had them I know I've had them Shelley those really difficult days where we've just wanted to shut up shop because it's not working and it's that 
it's that bit of the mindset that says, no, you know, I'm going to walk away, I'm going to have a cup of tea, and then I'm going to get back on the horse. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the, the the message that, you know, Daniel sort of put out there and yeah. learn from all of us. Yeah, and, and there's a famous quote, isn't there, that um, the most, the, the people that fail often are the people that don't get over that hump so the people that succeed are the people that keep going even when they think they're going to fail whereas often people stop at the point where they are going to become successful because that last step seems insurmountable and I have a massive goal for this year uh, and I've decided there is nothing stopping me the only person stopping me is the person in my head that says why aren't you doing xyz or yeah. when I think I should be doing X, Y, Z, this little person says, oh, no, you shouldn't. Yeah. Um, and I have to silence that little person and just go all out. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah. So, yeah, it's that drive and tenacity and the consistent showing up. Um, that's really important. And listeners, if you're not following Daniel on LinkedIn, I would strongly urge you to follow him. He yeah. posts lots of useful links to things. And you can find out what the Birmingham PA Forum is up to, what events they've got. Uh, and as we heard, he's setting up um, another forum, which will be for VAs. So it's really useful person to know. And he's a lovely guy. So let's, uh, let's support Daniel as much as we can and learn from the things that he shared with us. So, Joe, what are you going to be doing the rest of today? So we have um, another appointment a bit later on this afternoon, which I'll be checking in for that. Um, in the interim, I have a webinar on um, a privacy topic with um, a solicitor's firm over lunch, um, or just before lunch, I should say. And um, I've got some emails to attend to, and um, my accountant has sent me a, a note about something that he's querying that I need to address in my accounts, my tax return. Well, you better do that then, January. That's kind of like the top job for today. So yeah, how about you? What else is your on your agenda? Um, well, as you say, we've got another podcast episode to record this afternoon, which I'm also very excited about because coming up, listeners, next week, um, you will hear from Lucy Brazier, who is the founder of Executive Secretary um, no, she's a, she owns Marchand Publishing and she, I, I'm going to get it all wrong. So we'll wait and hear from Lucy next week. Yeah. But I'm very excited uh, to be talking to Lucy this afternoon. She's a huge personality in the assistant industry. And I say assistant because she's passionate for all assistants. So I'm very much looking forward to that chat. Uh, I'm going to be spending some little bit of time with one of our lovely VAs um, to help her out with some PowerPoint. Um, she flung me a question in the Facebook group yesterday, which I couldn't solve just in there. So we're going to have a little chat in about half an hour's time. And uh, I don't know, I'm sure I've got a million and one other things that I will be getting on with, but I'm not going to think about them right now. (laughs) So listeners, thank you very much for sticking with us. And I'm sure you'd agree it's been a really fun and great episode with lots of learning points. As ever, you can contact Joe as joe at jlbsupportsolutions.co.uk. I'm Shelley at Tomorrow's VA. You can find the podcast at Virtually Amazing on Facebook. We surpassed 3,600 downloads this morning, which is very exciting. 
And thank you very much for being with us. And if you'd love to be a guest on the podcast, do get in touch. See you next week. You have been listening to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with Shelley Fischel and Joe Brianti. We will be back with you again next week with yet another amazing episode. See you then.